visibility. Ladies and gentlemen, men and women, boys and girls, this is the time we've all been waiting for. It's time for the boss lady to speak. Hailing from the big little town of Morton, Texas, by way of Abilene Christian University, the owner and CEO of Extreme Heat Sports Management, build your energy and put your hands together for Laquita Thompson! Hello everyone, my name is Laquita Thompson and I'm the owner of Extreme Heat Sports Management uh, based in the city of Houston, Texas. I'd like to first take this time to welcome you to the I Am Podcast. And I'd like to thank all of our listeners and all of our participants who have shared some very inspiring stories. Before starting this podcast, um, some of the thoughts that went through my mind is what will it be about? Because I wanted it to be something different. I didn't want it to be the same type of podcast where we're interviewing players, where we're talking about stats, where we're talking about uh, evaluations and we're talking about the top players. And so the thing of I am came about because I had to reflect back on my athletic story as a young athlete myself. One of the biggest challenges that I encountered growing up was that one, I grew up in a small town. Morton, Texas, probably a population of about 2,200. I graduated in a class where I believe we had 46 to 50 people. One of the largest classes that we had coming out of Morton High School. It's in West Texas, and it feels like it's in the middle of nowhere. Now, I grew up in a time where we didn't have a lot of the NCAA that we have now. There was no WNBA. There wasn't a lot of female presence on TV for me to watch. There were a few. Some of my role models that really inspired me that want to continue to play was Coach Pat Summit. Oh, everybody knows Pat Summit. That's one of the greatest coaches who have ever lived and coached in women's basketball. She was one of the best coaches even compared to some of the men out of Tennessee, University of Tennessee. Some players that we had were like Clarissa Davis, who was out of the University of Texas, and, and Cheryl Miller, who was out of USC. Those were some of the players that were playing in college ball while I was in high school. And then I cannot forget the great coach Stringer, who at the time was not coaching with the Ruggers, but she was in her early years of coaching and she was coaching and the majority of her players were black players. And that was so inspiring to me because that's not something that I was able to see in Morton, Texas frequently. And so one of my biggest struggles is not only that I felt like I was in the middle of nowhere and no one knew about me, but the other thing is because of that, I didn't have really good self-esteem. I had what they call now vacant self-esteem. I didn't believe in myself to the point of becoming, you know, this great basketball player out of, out of West Texas. I didn't believe in myself to do that. And part of the challenges that I faced along with that was that I didn't have a coach that believed in me either. So I felt invisible. So one, I'm in a small town in the middle of nowhere, in the desert, at least it feels like that. 
There are no college coaches coming to scout us like they have today. There's no AAU. There's not a really high volume of NCAA. The closest team that we had that we would go watch was Texas Tech University. The other challenge that I faced within feeling invisible was that my self-esteem was not good and I did not have a supporting coach that would push me or drive me or that would motivate me or that inspired me to do better and to get better. So I struggled with that mentally and emotionally because I felt invisible. I felt I didn't really have a voice or any direction to know what I really needed to do to get a college scholarship, but somehow I knew that that's what I wanted. I wanted to play college ball. One of the things I remember, my grandfather, oh, he was a great man. I grew up with my great parents, my grandparents. He was a great man. He would always tell me, Laquita, by the time you graduate, there's going to be a pro league for women, and you're going to play in that pro league. Even though that was his aspiration for me, he never once said that education was not important. He believed in education, and he believed I was one of the most talented and one of the most intelligent young people he knew. He never not told me that he was proud of me, but I still felt invisible with no direction. There were no scouters coming to watch us. There were no scouting uh, companies that could help direct me. There was no recruiting service. There was none of that available for me growing up, and I felt invisible. I had the talent. I was very gifted at the game of basketball. It's in my blood. Everybody in my family are athletes. It's in our blood. I could play. I could handle the basketball. Well, now my shooting wasn't the best. You know, I, didn't, I wasn't a real shooter because I didn't believe in my shot, but I could play defense, man. I could dig in. And I remember Coach Mason when we had one camp, and he taught us how to play defense and how to get in that stand. So, man, I love defense. I loved it because that was the one thing I was confident at. And I knew that if I, if I could go long enough and if I had the endurance, I could do it. But I still felt invisible. Another challenge that I faced was that a coach was always telling me that I was too heavy and that if I would lose 10 or 15 pounds, I could be quicker, my agility would be better, and then maybe I could get more playing time. So now not only is my self-esteem not really good, it's vacant, it's nothing really high or low, I'm just, I'm just existing, but now I really don't, I loathe myself because now I feel fat. I felt invisible. The one thing that God blessed me with, and I'm so grateful for that, is a high work ethic. I know how to work hard. I injured my knee my sophomore year or my junior year, and I did not want to have surgery. I went to the, the physical therapist, the doctor, they say it's, it's uh, not quite torn, uh, but you know, we need to do a scope. I didn't want to do a scope because I didn't want to miss out on the last couple years of my season. And so my PT, oh, she's a, they were amazing out in Lubbock, Texas, said, okay, if you go and you do your rehab and you do these exercises and when you come back and we test that knee, if it's strong enough, we will release you to play with the brace. That was the beginning of my work ethic. 
That gave me something to focus on. That gave me a goal to push for. And it motivated me to say, you know what? They think that I can't come back without surgery, but I'm coming back stronger than ever. And I did. But I still felt invisible. I came back and I went to the PT and she tested both my left leg and my right leg. And she's like, wow, you're weak. You're, the leg that you hurt is stronger than the leg that wasn't injured. I put in the work. I worked hard. I would be in the field house is what we called it, where the weights were. And I'd be lifting weights, man. I, I mean, I had muscle. I was, I was muscled. I had some, some tone about me. I was still kind of thick. But man, I, I was strong. I got that thing strong because I was focused and I was motivated. And that has never left me to this day. But I still felt invisible because there weren't coaches walking through that door. No one knew about me. And when I was time to graduate and I didn't have a place to go, I was so depressed. Because I'm like, here we are, the end of high school. And, 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 and we went to state, man. I was on the, we was on the first team of high school to go to state and we won. We came back state champions and I played a few seconds in that. Now that would have been the biggest opportunity for us because at Austin at the UIL state tournament, that's where your coaches get to see you. So when we got there, I'm thinking, okay, this is my moment. This is an opportunity, but I only got to play a few seconds. So I was still invisible. Not only were we at University of Texas for UIL, uh, the state championship, but that was my dream school. The University of Texas to play for Jody Conrad at the time. But I was invisible. I only got a few seconds on the court because he had to let the seniors play. So even though we won a championship and we celebrated, I was still hurting. I was still sad. I was still felt invisible and I felt like I still wasn't good enough and it wasn't looking good for a college, a college scholarship. And so my first year I went to college, I went to U of H and I was a walk on and it didn't feel like a great situation. So I ended up transferring, going to Abilene Christian University where I thought it would be better. And although there were some great high moments being at Abilene Christian University, man, I, I had opportunities to shine on TV and, and, and be highlighted at halftime. And, and we would make it to the playoffs and to the Lone Star Conference tournament. But it still, it still wasn't what I dreamed about or what I was expecting. And I still felt invisible. I still felt my coach didn't really believe in me. And I still had the issue of being told I was too fat. And if I would lose about 20 pounds over the summer... Come back. We'll check on that playing time. I went from a starter at my what sophomore year into riding the bench again over and over every game, every tournament, still feeling invisible. And so at that point, I did try to go pro. Because it was it's something inside of me that I remember what my papa said. That by the time you get to this part of your life, there will be a pro women's league for you to play in. So I did pursue that. I did go to the early WNBA tryouts where they would have 300 and some odd women trying out for two positions. Again, invisible, not good enough. Didn't quite make the cut. 
I worked hard. I worked every summer. I worked out with my ball handling in the garage. I would go to Valley Fitness and play basketball against the dudes. I would go to the park and play against the dudes. I would play basketball all the time. I worked on my shot one summer because one of the, the, the men coaches took me in the dark. Right after graduation, my junior year, the end of my junior year, he took me in the Coliseum right after graduation, no lights on. And he took me to that goal and he worked with my shooting before I got in the car to come back home to Houston and he fixed it. And I worked on that shot all summer. I lost weight that summer. I was ready. I said, man, my senior year is going to be the year. But I still didn't get a lot of playing time. And I still felt invisible. So leaving all of that high school and then college, and then now I'm, a, I'm an adult, and I did try for the pro. I ended up playing semi-pro for a little while, but then I just realized the passion to do that just wasn't in me. I really didn't want it anymore. I was still working out hard. I was still lifting weights, and I was still running. I was still you know, on these different diets, just trying to keep my weight down because everybody seems to think I'm fat. I, I think I'm okay, but everybody says I'm fat, so I'm, I'm on these diets. I'm trying to stay fit. I'm trying to stay in shape. I'm trying to eat right, but the passion to go pro just wasn't there. I never dreamed that I would own my own business. All I ever saw before me was the game of basketball, being this superstar athlete, being an All-American, All-State, All-Region, All-America, playing pro, making my family proud, making my town where I grew up proud. But it didn't happen. But along that way, the one thing that I always tell the kids that I work with, that when I was sitting on that bench, Wanting to play, I was watching the game. And as I was watching the game, that's how I learned the game, sitting on that bench. As I was hearing what the coach was calling and what the players were doing or weren't doing, I was learning the game and I was learning how to scout the game. And so my career ended up being in scouting the game of basketball. I never knew or dreamed that I would own a business or that I would travel all across the world or that I would work with NBA players or, or be a national scout for John Lucas Enterprises. I never dreamed of that. I thought I would play, but that's where God put me. He made me visible and told me I was always visible. I just didn't believe it. So, therefore, therefore I was hidden in my own mind. In my stuck in my own self. No longer am I invisible. I'm visible now. And the goal of this podcast is to help those who feel the same way to be visible also. To give those who feel that they are under recruited, that they that no one is watching them play, that they're spending all this money with AAU. You're traveling from city to city, state to state. You're at all these tournaments and you're still not getting no love from college coaches. This podcast is also for you. I want every athlete out there to feel that you are heard, to feel and to know that your story is important. See, when I was growing up, I didn't think I had a testimony and I didn't think my story was valid. I didn't think my story could be an inspiration or, or, or any kind of motivating tool for anybody. But what I found out that it really is, 
Because many of our athletes suffer the same thing, feeling invisible, feeling not good enough, feeling nobody's watching you, feeling your voice isn't being heard, feeling your story is nothing. The I Am Podcast is for you. The I Am Podcast is for us. I want all of those athletes, young and old, new and, and, and been playing and seasoned, I want you to be able to share your story and know that your story is somebody else's story, that they're walking right now, and your voice may be the very thing they need to inspire and motivate them to work just a little bit harder and to believe in yourself. I want that to be what the purpose and goal of this podcast to be. I want you to believe in yourself. I want you to believe in your story. And I want you to be secure in sharing your story, the good, the bad, and the ugly. There are so many layers to our story. And I want us to feel comfortable in sharing parts of that story and begin to shed all of those things that we have told ourselves. I want you to start forgiving yourself for the things you told yourself when you were 12 or when you were 10 or when you were 18 or when you were 22 or whatever it is. And I want you to start walking a life of victory and believing in you, no matter what anyone else says or thinks about you, no matter if they say you're too short or you're too tall or you're too fat or you're too skinny or you're too dark. I want you to believe in your story, tell your story, live your purpose. I want you to maximize your potential. I had to learn it as an adult. I wish I had known it as a kid. But one thing I can thank God for is he gave me a mentor that helped me. And he surrounded me with a circle of people that are supportive and that we're there for each other. And we'll call each other out, the good and the bad and the ugly, but we're there to support. And you can't do anything without the power of God. Through this journey, and this is just one part of my story, there's so much more to tell. I learned to have true faith in God and to let him lead me into what he wanted me to do because what he put in me, he has purpose for. And I see it every time I work with a kid, every time I'm training a kid, every time I'm, I'm mentoring some of, my, some of my players that I train or I work with or I travel. That purpose. I didn't get to shine as an athlete, but I can help athletes get to where they will feel better about themselves and they can maximize their opportunities. So I want to thank you for listening to the I Am podcast and following us and being one of our friends. And I ask that you would share this podcast with your family, with your friends, with your teammates, with your coaches, your school. And if you want to tell your story, you can always reach out to us. We would love to hear your journey. We'll love to hear about your journey. We'll love to hear how you overcame and how you came through. Thank you for allowing me this opportunity to share and just know that I am visibility. I am visible. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. And I appreciate you. Peace and love and blessings to all. Thanks for tuning in to the I Am Podcast, brought to you by Extreme Heat Sports and Fat Bars Records and Multimedia. We'll be back soon with another inspiring story from the voices of today. See you soon.